Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Hamtramck, Michigan is a city built by immigrants. The city thrived thanks to the Polish Catholic immigrants drawn to the industrial boom of America. In the late 1990s, Bangladeshi and Yemeni Muslim immigrants revitalized the post-industrial city. This multi-ethnic city prides itself on its mantra, the world in two square miles, and it boasts over 30 spoken languages in schools and its diversity that comes with it. There is a lot to be discussed and talked about in this wonderful documentary film called Hamtramck USA. And we're joined today by the co-directors and co-producers of the film, and that would be Justin Feldman and Razi Joffrey. To both of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, I guess the first question is, uh, how did, I don't know who is sort of the, the first person to land on the idea of doing a documentary film about Hamtramck, but how, if, is that you, Rosie, or is that you, Justin? How did this sort of evolve, and then how what attracted you to this particular city? Yeah, well, we we actually I had come up there around the 2016 election to work on a film in the Detroit area, Southeast Michigan, about underrepresented voices in democracy, and I connected with Rosie through a mutual friend, and Rosie kind of helped uh, introduce me to some some Muslim leaders in the community locally. As we got talking, we really got along well. We really found a good uh, working relationship together. And once the results of the election came in, you know, we like so many say, what do we do now? And we kind of said, let's make a film together. Let's make a documentary. And Hamtramck, it was just right there for us. Uh, It was a local project that we knew really spoke to a lot of national issues. And so Rosie and I just kind of immediately thought, well, what do we, we kind of pin this along, decided to do the local election, if this is going to be as a result of an election, you know, this is why we want to make this film, let's keep it in the local politics. And so I left all my camera equipment with Rosie, said, start shooting, I'll be up every month. And then, you know, as the season started kicking off more, I moved up to Hamtramck to kind of, you know, shoot Hamtramck every single day. Yeah. And you know, really, really follow this local election. You said 2016, I believe, uh, Justin. Was that because because Michigan had been so critically important in terms of the the outcome of the 2016 presidential yeah. campaign? Had you been reading news reports about the changing demographics? What was it specifically? The reason why I came up to Michigan was because you know the writing kind of was on the wall that this would be an essential state, and this you know Southeast Michigan. Uh, has a lot of, you know, diversity and there's a lot of different people that call Southeast Michigan home from all around the world. And so I knew this would kind of be a key way of seeing the election. I mean, no matter what issue was coming up, uh, you know, I think the, the campaign, uh, the presidential campaign there was, was relying a lot on demonizing immigrants and, and Muslims specifically as well. And so that was key. And there's also a lot of uh, issues around like uh, the, the, the manufacturing of America, the Rust Belt kind of dynamic of the area as well. But I kind of knew that this would be the area I needed to go to to tell the story. 
and be really important in the election. Right. Well, Rossi, I see here you're a Detroit-based documentary photographer and filmmaker. How did Hemtramck become part of what you were understanding about the state of Michigan? Yeah, my my work was was focused on um, the Muslim community of Metro Detroit. You know, I was documenting and photographing and you know, working on projects in the Muslim community of Metro Detroit, which is one of the most rich and old and diverse Muslim communities in, in America. And it's very important to the history of Islam in the United States. And of course, Hamtramck is a big piece of that uh, community as well. And we knew that during the course of the elections that the Trump campaign ran a anti-Muslim, anti-immigrant campaign. And many of those storylines were embodied in Hamtramck's own uh, reality and its community, that it's an immigrant-majority city, it's a, it's a Muslim-majority city. And so it deals with these issues around multiculturalism and re religious diversity on a daily, day-to-day -day basis. So it really presented a great case study for us to examine. And I think when Justin and I connecting and talking about what to work on next, Hamtramck felt like a really uh, important subject to carry the story in. And so that's when the project got going. And that's why it presented such a compelling story for, for a topic to cover um, around these issues of multiculturalism and religious diversity. I mentioned uh, before we got started to Justin, I was in politics for 15 years. I did this kind of stuff. I do remember seeing something on, you know, on Fox News about how Sharia law was coming to America. And, and I, I can't remember if it was about Hamtramck. I don't remember specifically what, what the, you know, the five alarm fire drill was about, but, um, but <laughs> was, do you remember, was, was this one of those things that became kind of fodder on Fox news about? Yeah, of course. And I think Hamtramck was uh, often at the center of a lot of these conversations because it's a very, you know, provocative thing, you know, to, you know, I mean, it doesn't need to be, and, and it certainly isn't for the people that live there, but for certain media outlets, um, it's a provocative um, storyline that we have a Muslim majority city and a Muslim majority city council. So you can really sort of present a case in a certain way that like the Muslims are taking over starting with this town. I think one of the things that a lot of these news agencies um, found uh, was that that just wasn't the case. You know, it was underwhelming when they came to report on Hamtramck. But then in addition to that, we felt like we had a responsibility to tell a story about Hamtramck that was accurate and truthful um, and uh, kind of um, worked on changing that storyline about Hamtramck as well. Yeah. Well, let's go back. So it sounds like you focused on the 2018 elections right for mayor and city council do is that the time frame do i have that correct and so and there's so many interesting people in it and i'm i'm so glad we we're you know we're able to kind of bring them into the conversation the mayor karen mayetsky who has been the mayor for four terms already and running for re-election uh you see the diversity in the candidates and you see the neophyte fidel who's who is running and uh, there are others. I, for me, those are the two people that I, I felt very attracted to when watching the film. I thought they were very interesting and they represent something because this is one of the things that Karen does talk about, that how much Hamtramck needs new blood. They need, we need new leadership. We need, we need young people getting involved. And Fidel seemed to be that kind of person. In making this, how accessible were these people to you in your, in your work here? Here's yeah, I think. I think uh, Hamtramck has had a lot of media coverage. And so I think uh, th there's plenty of folks that kind of have felt maybe a little bit, you know, when you look at some of the coverage that it's gotten, a little bit 
suspicious maybe or or or, or uh, just their 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 senses are a little bit <laughs> heightened to, to kind of media coverage but i think that Rosie and i when we first got there we really met people without cameras and really try to put in time to really say that we're invested in your story and we're we want to be here to tell your story not you know kind of come with our own thing that that, that throws this off really kind of showing a, a certain sincerity really kind of helped when people um, saw us, especially, you know, over the course of the year, they said, oh, you know, there's that documentary crew again. And there's a, you know, they would joke with us. They'd have fun with us. Maybe they, at times they got annoyed with us, but it was all like all in sincere um, enjoyment of each other's kind of like efforts. And so I think, you know, when we followed Karen and we followed Fado, Maybe it was a little weird to have cameras with you at all times for them. Uh, but I think that it really, uh, we formed a great relationship with these kinds of candidates. And I do want to talk a little bit about the, the recent history of Hamtramck. Uh, by the way, I want to remind our listeners that we are talking to the co-producers and the co-directors of the film Hamtramck USA. And that would be Justin Feldman as well as Rozzy Joffrey. And it is going to be available on May 25th, and that will be on World Channel is where the, that's the PBS outlet. And America Reframed is part of the PBS family of networks, and they're doing some remarkable work there, really promoting a lot of great films. And then also for educational, just in case people are listening and want to know, you know, another way, uh, Grasshopper Film is also handling the distribution for the, the film later on this fall, I believe is what you were saying, Justin, in the fall. They're doing educational uh, sales of the, of the DVD and they will also um, later this fall release it digitally. Uh, Rosie, I want to go back and talk a little bit about this, this uh, the trajectory of Hamtramck in terms of when Yemeni and Bangladesh immigrants were starting to kind of populate the city, kind of the transition, because we all know how hollowed out the industrial uh, belt of America has been over the last 30 or 40 years. And you're seeing these very interesting different dynamics that are coming to, into play in these different communities. And this is certainly one of them. If you could give us a little bit of a sort of a backstory on Hamtramck and this this new wave of immigrants. Yeah, you know, certainly when um, the plant closures began and continued through the 1990s, uh, it certainly left a large vacuum because it caused a lot of people that lived in Hamtramck to leave for better opportunities, for jobs, you know, lots of different reasons. And uh, you had an influx at, around that time of Bangladeshi um, immigrants, both from, uh, from Bangladesh uh, itself, but then also people that were moving to Hamtramck from places uh, like New York, specifically from uh, in neighborhoods in Queens. Uh, and so they would move to Hamtramck for the ability to buy a house and start a business and start a family and for the cost of living. So that allowed people to be able to do that. One of the things that you saw were those vacant, foreclosed, um, abandoned homes were then now being reoccupied by families and children. Um, the schools were being filled up again. Then later on in the 1990s, you have uh, the Balkan Wars that brought Bosnian refugees um, also to be resettled in Hamtramck. And then, of course, throughout this uh, period of time, you also have Yemenis as well that are moving to Hamtramck as well throughout the course of the 80s and 90s and up until today. More recently, there has been a resettlement of recent refugees due to the Arab Spring 
the conflicts in the Middle East that have been taking place since 2011. And so many people from Iraq, Syria, and Yemen have also been uh, resettled into Hamtramck as well. So it kind of has a long history of this type of resettlement and migration um, to the city, and it's um, long welcomed it as well. There's, in fact, a new kind of refugee housing project that was initiated a couple of years ago to house refugees as well in Hamtramck. And so it's just kind of part of its um, culture and it's part of its history. So today, the makeup of Hamtramck is really remarkable because it, it, com- it comprised of people from many, many different backgrounds. And we always tell people uh, about like the high school or certain scenes that you might see in the street. You know, in the high school, if you walk down the hall, they have the flags of many of the students' backgrounds that uh, are students at the, at the school. And it kind of feels like you're walking through a hallway at the United Nations. So uh, it's really wonderful to see that. And I think one of the great things about Hamtramck and, of course, the film is that it can really facilitate dialogue around these issues of how to deal with diversity and multiculturalism in a rapidly changing United States. That's really one of the things that we want to try to provoke is conversation around those topics. What I'm seeing in the film Hamtramck USA is what is happening in some version all across the country and in ways that I think are frightening some Americans into becoming yeah. cra- becoming crazy. And and just I, I there's something about this. What I saw in the film seemed to be a a pretty peaceful coexistence of the the older Polish community that's been there for a long time with this new pattern of immigration or the people that are coming into the city. This can be a model for, for the entire country if we if we don't lose our minds in the process. And I I, I just it's it's good to see and and maybe you can comment on just this sort of blending of this particular community. How is how is it going? Rosie, I'll, I'll ask you, how, how are sure. things, generally speaking? In yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I think, you know, in the film, we do portray, you know, kind of a, we portray a very positive experience. And it's largely true. I mean, Hamtramck is not without its flaws. It's not without its racial tensions. It's, it's, you know, complicated history with race and race relations. So all of those things are true. And all of those things are simul- simultaneously true for the United States as well, uh, in general. And so Hamtramck is no different, you know, in that regard. One of the things that, you know, you find in a place like Hamtramck is that you kind of have to make it work, partly because people live in such close proximity to one another, you know, and part of it is also uh, the recognition that we are in a ever-changing, culturally uh, and demographically ever-changing society. And in order to be a successful politician or a successful candidate running for office, one has to connect with communities other than their own. You know, the last thing I'll mention is that, you know, one of the things that we ask to start a lot of conversations about Hamtramck and multiculturalism and uh, Muslims in America and civic engagement is what does, what does democracy look like in a Muslim majority city? And, you know, I think through the course of the film, you learn that it looks like democracy in any other place. It's kind of messy, it's disorganized, uh, it's beautiful, it's functional and dysfunctional at the same time. And so in that regard, the democratic process in a place like Hamtramck, despite the fact that it's, you know, a Muslim majority city, looks no different than it does in any other city in America. It's just who's participating is different. For those of us that believe in democracy and those of us that believe in religious freedom and representation should want as much diversity in the political process as possible because it makes for more innovative policies and 
it makes for a better and safer place. It makes for a better and safer country for all of us. Justin, anything you'd like to add? Uh, yeah, I think uh, when we look at Hamtramck and we looked at a lot of the coverage, you know, there was this this clash of the civilizations narrative that they seemed to want to put and that the Muslim majority, the new Muslim majority was this interruption of, of a Polish community. And I, I don't view Hamtramck and I think we don't view Hamtramck so much as a as, as a community that's been interrupted or changed or shifted, but rather a continuation of what it's always kind of been. It's been a place for immigrants from the beginning and a place where immigrants could get started in America and kind of find their, their first steps here in this country. Of course, with that, it, it's important to see, see uh, participation in democracy. And it's great to see candidates from this new communities uh, really taking on the leadership letting their voice be known. And I think that's very encouraging with someone like Fado, who is very young. He had just graduated. Getting involved in the political process isn't always easy. <laughs> and, and he really accepted the challenge. And I think that that's great. And I think he won uh, because, you know, he really was a ham tramican. Uh, he won because he pulled from every community in that city and really kind of showed his voice and what he really thought was best for the city. And I think that's what kind of pulled him to the finish line. He is the embodiment of retail politics. He is what what makes democracy such an invaluable part of the American experience. As Razi was talking about, when people come to this country, their first encounter, their first investment in the country might be they find a job. And they start to build kind of a, some sense of family and community for themselves. But where it really matters, what really makes America what it is, is the, the, the democratic process means you've got some, you're investing in something beyond your specific experience. You're investing in everyone's experience. And, you're, and this is what is so incredibly important about the system in which we live under and through and with and, and celebrate. And that's what makes this time particularly dangerous, is that we're living through right now. And I and I, I think people who watch this will see the, a democratic process. They'll see communities who may not completely understand one another, but are in the process of doing so in this. And I, I it's a, it's these are the kind of films that are so invaluable. Again, I'll use that word. It's important, and that is. Uh, we don't often get an opportunity to see something like Hamtramck and not hear it's the caliphate come to America, right? This is this is this defangs so much of all of that kind of nonsense. I just wanted to add, you know, we really appreciate, uh, you know, opportunities like this and programs like yours that do try to promote uh, and talk about these critical stories in a way that is healthy and a way that's supportive and uh, trying to understand. Uh, these changes that are taking place, because I think you're right. A lot of people are kind of terrified of these demographic shifts. Um, you know, for a lot of us that take diversity for granted, might not understand that. That is the case that a lot of people are worried by it. And I think immigrants and particularly immigrants who are Muslim these days are used as scapegoats for a lot of the economic and social turmoil that exists in the United States, politically, particularly the economic turmoil. Um, and so it's easy to blame people, whether they're Asian immigrants, whether they're South Asian immigrants or, you know, people from different backgrounds, you know, it's very easy to um, blame them and marginalize and stigmatize them. So 
you know, kudos to you for, uh, you know, trying to get these stories out there um, as well. It really helps us artists and filmmakers be able to be more effective with our work. Film is called Hamtramck USA, and it is going to be premiering on the World Channel uh, under the banner of America Reframed, and that will be on May 25th. So be looking for this, and there will be other opportunities to watch the film later moving forward. You can check it out at HamtramckDocumentary.com to find out more about the film and about how the opportunities you will have to watch it. Uh, I thank both of you very much for being here today, Rosie Joffrey, as well as Justin Feldman, co-directors and co-producers of the film Hamtramck USA. Thank you both. Thank you. Mike, thank you so much for having us. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music